A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. Glad you're with us on the program today. We're going to be talking with Paul Valone from Grassroots North Carolina about a couple of things going on uh, in that state. Tomorrow we've got a, a meeting where the uh, board that's in charge of uh, putting the rules together for firearm trainers in North Carolina uh, we'll be hearing from a host of instructors about these proposed changes. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, these reports that have to be written 30 days ahead of any class, uh, alerting the state to attendees. And you need to do a another report after the class was held, telling the state who showed up. Uh, yeah, there are all kinds of really, really onerous provisions uh, in this uh, rule change, proposed rule change, which, by the way, um, was sort of uh, foisted on these instructors with the idea that, yeah, these rules are changing come October, even though a vote had not been held yet. So we're going to be talking with Paul Vallone about that, as well as an update on a, a very important court case uh, making its way through the uh, legal system there in North Carolina. Before we get to that uh, conversation, however, Biden's America is crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers, one after the other. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hardworking families to the brink. Just look at the price of lunch meat next time you go to the grocery store, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And a digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is, you need a plan. You know it, and I know it. And that is why you should call Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-timing 5,000 winner, 2022 company of the year, with thousands of five-star reviews. And they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. And if you call them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855-412-3806 today. That's 855-412-3806. All right, so let's uh, kick off the conversation with Paul Valona Grassroots, North Carolina, about, uh, again, this upcoming meeting on Wednesday in Raleigh. Hopefully, uh, if you are a farms instructor in the state of North Carolina, you have made plans to attend, as well as, again, this update on a lawsuit out of Mecklenburg County. Take a look and a listen. Paul, thanks so much for coming on the program. It's great talking with you today. Well, thank you very much for having me, sir. Absolutely. So we've got some good news uh, out of Mecklenburg County, right? Well, it's good. It's mixed news. Uh, t- trending toward good, I guess, would be the way to put it. Okay. Um, we had our um, hearing for a preliminary injunction uh, on our part and for, on the sheriff's part to, uh, he had a motion to dismiss. The judge did not grant the motion to dismiss. Um, they did not grant our preliminary injunction either, but they allowed us to go forward with at least one part of the lawsuit. Essentially, we're suing on two grounds, um, Second Amendment grounds, um, one of which is based on the Bruin decision that came out uh, recently. And essentially, we're saying that the statute which allows the sheriff this much latitude in uh, seeking mental health checks is unconstitutional on its face because it can be so easily abused. And we're also saying it's uh, unconstitutional as applied to us, the plaintiffs, uh, because McFadden is doing his dead level best to obstruct concealed handgun permits and delay them in some cases for more than a year. Um, It appears that uh, the as applied portion will go through. The judge was apparently less impressed with the um, uh, the uh, the facial argument, if you will. 
but the good news is we will be moving on to discovery, and we are very much looking forward to finding out exactly how Sheriff McFadden has been obstructing concealed handgun permits. Yeah, and, and remind folks, I mean, how long has this been going on in Mecklenburg County? Well, this has been whack-a-mole. Uh, because we sued him once when we still had our pistol purchase permit system before we got it repealed uh, because he was delaying both the purchase permits and concealed handgun permits. And we got him under a consent order to uh, to uh, comply with the law and issue purchase permits within 14 days and concealed handgun permits within 45 days. But then he found a new way to delay permits by essentially uh, flooding the local veterans administration with records request for people who never even served in the military, which, of course, the VA has no obligation to do anything for these people. So that flooded uh, VA is now responsible for delays of a year or more. Um, and by the way, we should note that out of 100 counties, uh, only McFadden, you know, the other 99 counties do not submit all records requests to the VA. Only They only submit them for people who actually served in the military. So uh, McFadden is the outlier. Did that come into play in terms of the judge uh, dismissing the facial challenge as opposed to the applied challenge? Because, uh, you know, I, I don't know if that was the case, but it seems to me like if, if this is the only county where this is happening, that the judge may say, well, maybe the problem is not the law. Maybe the problem is with the sheriff himself. I, I kind of get that impression. Yes. So um, but in any case, we will be moving forward with the as applied challenge to this, and and hopefully we will wind up. With uh, a decision that will actually require this sheriff to obey the same law that the other 99 sheriffs are doing. Yeah. And things have not gotten any better. I mean, even with this lawsuit underway, you still have folks who are stuck in this limbo for months, if if not even a, a year or longer here waiting for their carry permits. Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, I just had someone contact us via Facebook who uh, applied in November. So we're now working on uh, what is that? Ten months for them. So, um, yeah, <laughs> so it's something is supposed to be issued within forty-five days. So. Yeah, this is crazy. And again, I mean, the 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 you know Bruin decision talked about how shall issue systems are presumptively constitutional, but they can be abused, right? And one of the things that they talked about were these lengthy wait times. If the statute requires that these things are supposed to be handed out within forty-five days of of an application, I understand that uh, Sheriff McFadden says, "No, no, 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 no." That forty-five day window starts as soon as I get back all of the records that I've requested, even those records don't exist. Um, I, you know, forty-five days stretching into ten months, I would think that that would be something that, uh, if not the uh, this particular judge, that the legal system in general. Uh, we'll be very interested in uh, taking on here because a right delayed is a right denied. And you've got, do we have any idea how many folks are, are stuck in this limbo at this point? At one point, it had been 75,000. But at this Good point, Lord. Uh, that he's been whittling that down, uh, presumably to try and moot the case, which it does not do, but that's all right. Uh, but the his, his intent, I guess, is to whittle it down such that uh, the abuses aren't quite as obvious to the judge. All right. Well, so that's what's going on in Mecklenburg County. But there's another issue that is impacting gun owners across the state uh, of North Carolina, and that's these new regulations uh, that this state board is is trying to uh, ram into effect here. In fact, they said that these rules were going into effect before a vote was even held. Um, tomorrow, there's a, a public meeting in Rally, North Carolina, to talk about these rules and what they would mean. Um, can you talk about, uh, just remind folks, what, what are these onerous regulations that are uh, probably going to be subjected to uh, to the firearms trainers in the state of North Carolina. 
Well, understand that uh, Josh Stein has taken a page from the playbook of Joe Biden. He's using an administrative agency and rulemaking to harass gun owners and, uh, in this case, concealed handgun instructors, where he knows that he can't do anything legislatively. So he's trying to do an end run around the legislative process, which, of course, is a violation of the Constitution. But uh, that's a, a conversation for another day. So what he's doing in this case is uh, Josh Stein and his Department of Justice, New York, North Carolina Department of Justice, is using the Criminal Justice Training Standards Division to apply new regulations for concealed handgun instructors. Uh, under their proposal, which you correctly said they didn't publish as a proposal, they published it as a fait accompli that was going to take effect on October 1st, which is in violation of the Rulemaking Commission's standards for allowing public comment before you promulgate a rule. But in any case, um, his their proposal is to uh, require concealed handgun instructors to give 30 days notice for any class, uh, listing the uh, number of students they plan to have in the class, where it will be held, and other details. Now, we both know that um, in many cases, instructors have prompt-do classes with students that might be the following day. We all meet at the range and two other guys say, hey, I want my concealed carry. All right, let's go do it tomorrow at the range, which of course would no longer be possible. Um, then they also required that the uh, instructors keep auditable rosters of students. Now, understand that first off, the state of North Carolina has a perfectly good list of concealed handgun permit holders. All right, they have that in a database. So they know who has permits. Many of the people who take concealed handgun classes do so for educational purposes, not with the intention of getting a permit. And so consequently, um, what Stein is proposing to keep is a list, a gun owner registry, basically people who have taken classes on education with respect to firearms. And if that doesn't suppress the number of people taking these classes, I don't know what will. And consequently, we'll see fewer permits, we'll see fewer people that are trained, we will see a, de a detriment to public safety, and for that matter, a detriment to uh, to crimes deterred, uh, as fewer and fewer people take this, this system. Now, there was a meeting yesterday that uh, our people attended, and they're making noises about some minor concessions, but quite frankly, it's too little, too late. Um, they try to maintain that this uh, notice they put out ju to, on June 3rd to instructors claiming that these standards would take effect October 1st. Oh, that's all just a big mistake. We're terribly sorry. We didn't mean that, which of course is a crock because what it means is they got busted. They got their hand in the cookie jar and now they're having to backpedal. Well, they've not backpedaled enough. Tomorrow we're going to, uh, we're going to, uh, pack that meeting and, uh, let, uh, let the voices be heard. And if they don't comply, then the next process will be legislative review. We only need 10, count them, 10 objections to the new rule. And uh, that forces the, uh, it, for starters, it stalls it for no, for six months and requires the uh, the General Assembly to take a look at it and review the, uh, the regulation themselves. And of course, we have a Republican supermajority in both chambers of the General Assembly. So I have every expectation that would go swimmingly well. Okay. Well, that is good news that there is a legislative backstop here uh, to try to uh, stop these abuses, at least in the uh, short term. What, what, I'm curious, Paul, what's the penalty? Let's say, um, you know, you've got a firearms instructor uh, in North Carolina. And as you say, you know, one of these impromptu uh, events takes place. A couple of guys show up and say, hey, you know, I'm thinking about getting my concealed carry license. All right, well, let's go to the range tomorrow. 
what would happen to the to the instructor in that case? Um, would would that be caused to lose their their credentials or or their license uh, if they put on a a concealed carry course and did not give the state the required thirty day notice? That would be my expectation. Yes, that they would revoke the instructor's credentials, and uh, yeah, that would be uh, my my expectation. And what's the ostensible purpose for this? What what is what is Stein or or his lackeys uh, claiming that we we, we you know, that this is so desperately needed? Um, in their justification, after we nailed them and they uh, started backpedaling, they claim they they pulled out four cases. Now, understand we probably have most of six hundred thousand concealed handgun permits in the state of North Carolina right now. And they pulled out four cases where allegedly, and those were the words they used, allegedly and reportedly, instructors had abused the process, okay, by not giving the requisite eight hours of instructions, uh, by, you know, doing it uh, virtual online instead of in person, and a few other things. But it was very obvious that from these meager four cases, they didn't even bother to investigate those because they didn't even put it in solid terms, as I say, allegedly, reportedly. So as far as I'm concerned, they have nothing to stand on. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I'm I'm failing. I mean, let, let, let's just assume for the sake of argument that uh, those four cases, uh, instructors, you know, uh, took uh, shortcuts, right? They cut corners. Again, what does requiring every instructor in the state to provide, you know, 30 days advance notice do mm-hmm. to rectify uh, bad behavior uh, on the part of uh, any farm instructors out there? Well, this is a standard leftist tactic. Instead of punishing the few people who abuse the system, we make it harder and punish everybody, all the responsible instructors that are doing it right, and they're going to have additional burdens placed on them. That's standard leftism. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think the last time you and I spoke too, we talked about just the, even beyond the chilling effect that this will have um, on instructors being able to put on courses and the chilling effect on attendees, you know, a lot of firearms instructors, this is not their full-time job. This is something that they do on the weekends, maybe, uh, you know, a couple of weekends a month. Uh, and you're talking about, you know, just the the sheer amount of additional paperwork that is going to be required of these instructors. Again, that's now hours upon hours of additional work that they have to do. Um, either they're going to start charging more for these carry courses, right? So that they can make up that loss of revenue. Or uh, again, it's not going to become financially, it's going to become financially unviable for them to continue doing what they're doing on a part-time basis. And so, as you say, they'll stop doing these courses entirely, right? Which will lead to fewer opportunities to get that training and education that Stein uh, believes supposedly gun owners should have to have in order to carry a, a firearm. Well, that's exactly right. As a matter of fact, I talked to a lot of instructors over the last several weeks about this, and uh, several have said that um, if these regulations go through, they'll just stop instructing. They'll give up their certificates and and just give it up altogether. And so, yeah, the net result will be that it will be harder to get the training for a concealed handgun permit, which, of course, was what when the uh, Democrat-led chamber first passed concealed carry back in 1995, uh, they tried to put in a provision where only uh, instructors certified by the North Carolina Criminal Justice Education Training Standards Commission could give the instruction required. And of course, there are only a handful of those. <laughs> so we were able to broaden it out to include other types of instructors. Uh, but uh, the ability to to restrict training is the ability to restrict permits. And that's exactly what they have in mind. You know, you talk about the legislative backstop uh, where you need 10 lawmakers to say, all right, hang on a second. We're, we're calling a timeout on these uh, rules. 
I'm curious, have you spoken to any legislators about what's going on here from Stein's office? And do you think this um, helps make the case for constitutional carry uh, in North Carolina? Oh, it, it absolutely makes the case for constitutional carry because, of course, you can't have bureaucrats obstructing your ability to protect yourself under constitutional carry. There is absolutely no doubt that this is a, a stunning argument for it. And uh, as we continue pushing for House Bill 189, I will be using that argument. But um, as far as speaking to legislators, oh, yes. As a matter of fact, Representative Keith Kidwell has said he would be happy to tackle this in the General Assembly. All we need are 10 letters of objection from people uh, between, I believe it's two days after the final rule is promulgated until September 21st. But I could be wrong about that. But uh, within that period of time, we only need 10. I'm sure we will have hundreds, if not thousands, of letters objecting to these regulations. And uh, if we need to address it legislatively, we'll do it. All right. So if folks want to attend tomorrow's meeting and rally, um, do you know the time and place where they can show up? Well, best bet is to go to our page, grnc.org, and we'll have it right on the homepage, uh, grnc.org. And uh, we'll have all the information up there, but it's 10 o'clock on Wednesday morning. And um, I, it's at a community college. I've forgotten which one it is. Okay. Um, but but uh, all of the information is at grnc.org. Okay. Well, I was hoping to make the uh, relatively short three-hour drive from uh, Farmville, but I'm not going to be able to do that tomorrow, so I won't be able to see you in person. But uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to be reaching out via email and, and hopefully get an after-action report from you tomorrow. Is that all right? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Yep. Excellent. Paul, listen, thank you so much for everything you do. Um, what, what's your message for North Carolina gun owners right now with, with you know all of these attacks going on uh, against their right to carry? What, what should gun owners in the state be doing to protect their rights? Well, for starters, don't compromise. As we often tell people, compromise, as our opposition defines it, is a process under which you lose less than under their original proposal, but you still lose. We are a no-compromise gun rights organization, and we want people to, uh, to do exactly that and not compromise on their freedoms. Excellent. Paul Vallone, Grassroots North Carolina, thank you so much for your time today. Best of luck tomorrow, and uh, give them hell, sir. Thank you, sir. Many thanks to Paul Vallone for joining us on the program, and uh, we will have more on uh, Wednesday's meeting coming up on BearingArms.com. Now let's turn our attention to today's Armed citizen story, our good deed of the day, and a uh, very disturbing recidivist report out of Minnesota. A, a Wilmar man sentenced to probation in beating and robbery case. And this was actually a, a case of domestic violence that uh, led to an assault and a robbery. But 21-year-old Farhan Muhammad Abdi of a Wilmar convicted, actually took an Alford plea, uh, to a charge of domestic assault, and received a uh, 90-day jail sentence. He got credit for nine days served, and the 81 days left in his sentence were stayed for one year, during which time Abdi will be on supervised probation. If he uh, keeps his nose out of trouble, then uh, he's free to go after serving just nine days for this crime. Uh, now, an Alford plea is entered when a defendant uh, maintains their innocence but acknowledges the prosecutors have enough evidence for a judge or jury to enter a guilty verdict. They are uh, treated as any other guilty plea at sentence, although, again, Aldi maintains his innocence. Um, in this particular case, Aldi went to a, a residence, or Abdi went to a residence in uh, Spicer, Minnesota, uh, more than two years ago, July 25th, 2021, um, possibly the early morning hours of July 26th. An adult woman met Abdi at the driveway of the home, she thought that uh, he had received a trespassing notice and was not allowed on the property. Abdi was upset, allegedly threw the woman to the ground, began beating her 
Woman said when she was on the ground, Abdi choked her to the point that she couldn't breathe. She alleged that Abdi told her, lay there in the driveway for another five minutes so he could run her over. According to the complaint, Abdi then took a debit card from her pocket after assaulting the woman. Woman told police she went to the courthouse with a family member the early afternoon the next day to obtain an order of protection. While they were on their way to the courthouse, they ran into Abdi. The woman confronted him about the uh, debit card. Abdi said he didn't know anything about it, got upset again, and allegedly threw her to the ground and choked her, according to the complaint. Woman said at one point she called 911 but did not go through with the call after Abdi told her to, quote, see what happens. He then got up, kicked the family member's car before leaving. Law enforcement met with Abdi at his home in Wilmar. Abdi said he uh, saw the adult female attacking his car. There was a verbal confrontation that he kicked the family member's car in retaliation. When asked about the uh, woman's debit card, he said that she had left it in his vehicle. He denied any uh, physical assault had happened, said that the bruising and black eyes the woman suffered were from an altercation with a member of her family. He was then placed under arrest for domestic assault. The uh, complaint states that when a, uh, before a deputy handcuffed Abdi as they were patting him down, uh, they had him empty his pockets, and uh, in one of the pockets was the woman's debit card. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Abdi, again, maintains his innocence. The evidence overwhelmingly points in the opposite direction. And again, for the purposes of the court, an offer plea is the same as a guilty plea. So here, again, the allegations are Mr. Abdi uh, assaulted this woman twice in two days, leaving her with blackened eyes and bruises. And a court gave him nine days in jail and probation. And again, as long as he stays out of trouble for another year, or at least the court says he stays out of trouble for another year, then all of this will be wiped off of Mr. Abdi's record. You know, uh, Minnesota Democrats going after law-abiding, lawful gun owners this year, uh, insisting that the uh, nothing wrong with the criminal justice system. Instead, what they need are just a few, few more gun control laws in the books to uh, take care of things. I would say that sentences like Mr. Abdi show that the criminal justice system is, if not in Minnesota, completely broken, in dire need of repair, criminalizing the right to keep mere arms, not only in affront to our constitutional rights, but uh, taking us in the wrong direction in terms of public safety as well. Uh, again, if you're a uh, law-abiding gun owner, more rules for you. If you're a domestic abuser, on the other hand, slap on the wrist. Won't even hurt as much as the uh, injuries you likely inflicted. Now, today's armed citizen story uh, from California, Bakersfield, California. Headline, ring cam catches would-be robber moments before alleged home invasion. Now, I'm not going to share the ring video with you. The video doesn't actually show a whole lot. But the armed citizen story itself is pretty compelling and one that did not get really even a lot of local attention in Bakersfield, California, much less national attention. This happened a couple of days ago, August the 4th. Supposed to be a, a normal Friday evening, according to KR, KERO, for a Bakersfield homeowner, Quincy Sloan. But he's out on a date with his wife, and he gets a notification from his Ring app. Uh, he said, our dogs came, my son opens the door, our dog Ebony runs out, makes contact with him, and chases him to the next-door neighbor. Him being a, a man ringing the doorbell of the home there. According to the Bakersfield Police Department, the man identified as 38-year-old Tanari Stalker, who was armed with a gun. Sloan says after Stalker ran to his neighbor's home, he broke into the yard by the side gate and then broke into a door leading into the house itself. Sloan says at this point he's broken in. They hear it. They're like, what is that noise? The son and the wife start coming towards to go see what it is. 
Um, you can hear on the video a uh, voice saying, get out. Shortly after that, you hear the sound of shots fired. Sloan says the shots came from Stalker, the intruder in that home. Sloan says his neighbor now knows the guy's business. He goes and tells his son to call 911. Son is on the phone with 911 while this exchange happens. The Bakersfield Police Department says when Stalker entered the home, a resident inside fired their lawfully owned firearm at him. According to the neighbor, shortly after that armed citizen shot back at Stalker, the uh, armed citizen guided his family outside of their backyard. Sloan says he runs with his family towards the back of the house on the south end. Then the perpetrator runs in the house, runs upstairs, and then jumps out the second story window. And that's when police officers arrived. According to a police, Stalker provided medical aid, then transported to local hospital where he's currently listed in critical condition. Uh, Sloan, the neighbor, says the armed citizen involved in the shooting, staying out of town with his family because of the incident. Sloan says ultimately he believes his neighbor did the right thing. Quote, he protected his family. That was the only thing on his mind. We know that this person had evil intent. His intent was to just go in and take something. He was going to forcefully take it. As a householder, he responded. And he responded in a way that saved his family. And to potentially save my family because my son, whose special needs, was home by himself. Sloan says the situation has left him feeling uneasy. He's encouraging uh, all Bakersfield residents to purchase a home security system uh, and to consider getting a guard dog. He says uh, we're concerned because we don't know how all this started, who's involved, although he's been addressed. We don't know if this is connected with any other home robberies up and down the street, but it's very unnerving. It is. And uh, Sloan's suggestion for a home security system, not a bad one. Guard dog, I mean, again, that depends on your circumstances, but uh, I would also encourage, and I'm kind of surprised that Mr. Sloan did not, encourage folks to think about becoming a gun owner as well in order to protect themselves from the uh, violent home invasions that are happening with an alarming regularity in the uh, supposedly gun-free paradise, or at least the gun-controlled paradise of California. Finally today, our good deed of the day, in the right place at the right time, willing able to do the right thing. Man, I hope I'm not butchering this name. Uh, a uh, man from Tooele, Utah, who saved a paralyzed one from drowning in a lake. The uh, woman was apparently belted into her wheelchair when she rolled into Stansbury Lake outside of Tooele, Utah. Kelly Roundtree was playing uh, darts with his daughter at his home by the lake when he heard that cry for help coming from the other side of the lake. So Roundtree jumped in his car, drove around the lake. Others picked up the phone, called 911. Officials say the uh, paralyzed woman had rolled into the lake while she was belted in a motorized wheelchair. Roundtree ended up going into the water, was able to unfasten the seatbelt, held the woman's head above water until officials arrived. Uh, emergency crews were able to get her out of the lake. Tuila fire official said this is a perfect example of people helping people. And while Kelly's very humble about his role in this, we have no problem calling him a hero. I think that definitely applies. I'm glad that the woman is okay. Uh, hopefully, they're going to be able to uh, get her a new motorized wheelchair. I know those things are not cheap, and I don't know if uh, insurance will cover an incident where you roll into a lake, but uh, hopefully, she will uh, not only be uh, recovering physically from what happened, but uh, again, we'll get back on track in terms of uh, getting all of the uh, equipment that she needs to live her life to the fullest. And again, thankfully, she is here to live her life because of the quick thinking and the fast actions of Kelly Roundtree there in uh, Tooele, Utah. So, uh, Kelly, we thank you, sir, for your very, very good deed. Now, that is, unfortunately, all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms Cam & Company. But 
I do want to thank you for being a part of the program as always. Looking forward to being back with you again tomorrow. Also, uh, on Wednesday, we've got the return of Mr. Ed Morrissey from Hot Air. He has been off uh, the past couple of weeks, but he will be back for our VIP Gold Live Chat coming up Wednesday, 1.30 Eastern. If you want to be a part of that VIP Gold Live Chat, all you have to do, go to barryandarms.com slash subscribe, use the promo code GUNRIGHTS, and you get a significant savings on your VIP or VIP Gold membership. As our way of saying thanks for showing your support, we're going to give you exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. New stories and analysis that matter, just like your support. So thank you again. See you back here tomorrow. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.